Hello everyone, good morning, good afternoon, welcome to the Mystic Show. I'm uh, happy that you're listening this morning. This is the show where we talk about spirituality and meditation, mindfulness, and a whole lot of uh, personal development or self-help, depending on what you uh, like to call that. Basically, the idea that we're all improving ourselves, that we know that there's a better version of ourselves, and we're actually trying to uh, become that person, become that better version. And of course, the whole rub is that we already are that person deep down inside. We just, we've covered it up. So... I actually, uh, I was just looking for the daily pause quote. I wanted to read it. I wanted to start the show with this. Yeah, this is it right here. This is the daily pause quote. I don't know if you receive these. Um, It's easy to sign up for. I'll tell you how in a second. But the quote is actually from James Allen, who we're going to read. We're going to read a section from one of his books in a minute. Uh, This is the quote. A strong man cannot help a weaker Unless the weaker is willing to be helped. Yeah, willingness. A strong man cannot help a weaker unless the weaker is willing to be helped. So I'm assuming if you're tuned into this mystic show, and uh, I can't forget to tweet and uh, post on Facebook which I'm doing right now as we speak. So if you're here listening, I I assume that you're willing to be helped, right? And it's not that the show is stronger and you're weaker or me, Chris Curran, is stronger and you're weaker. It's not like that. We're actually all helping each other. Uh, But the willingness to be helped is critical. I mean, absolutely critical. I mean, take the simplest example of some someone who falls down and they're, have, they're having a lot of trouble getting up off the ground. And you go over there and you say, here, hold my hand, I'll help you up. And they say, no, I don't need your help. And you, you're confused. You're like, what do you mean? And so they just lay there on the ground. Right? They just lay there on the ground and you say, I can help you. And they say, no. Believe it or not, that's how most people are, spiritually speaking. They need a lot of help, but they're just not willing to uh, be helped. They just want to lay on the ground, (laughs) lay on the floor. I came across this a lot when I was doing business coaching, and uh, I was working a lot with people on their mindset, right? Their mindset and their attitude, which we know controls almost everything in your life, period. And I would see these business owners, these entrepreneurs, and they were just a mess. I mean, they they didn't have their vision down. They didn't have their goals. They didn't have the right attitude. They were coming from a scarcity mindset instead of an abundant mindset. And, um, and I would say, hey, it can help you. And no, no, I'm fine. Everything's great. That's what they would tell me. And I'd say, yeah, but 
you're, you want to grow your business more, don't you? Yeah. Uh, yeah, I need to grow. I need to make some money. Well, I can help you. Well, no, I'm fine. Everything's fine. So just a weird, I, I, I guess in my life so far, I've come up against a lot of different people who they think everything's totally fine and they don't need any help. And look, if they really feel that way, then that's that's fine. But the problem is those same people are complaining that they're not achieving what they want to achieve. They want to make more money. They want more peace of mind. They want better friends. They want to feel uh, valuable. Whatever it is, they complain, complain, complain. And when you say, hey, maybe I can help or maybe this can help, right? Something. They don't they don't want it. So anyway, I thought that was a great uh, daily pause quote about, uh, where was it? Yeah, a strong man cannot help a weaker unless the weaker is willing to be helped. And if you go to pauseyourlife.org, you can sign up for these daily pause emails. They're really nice. Pauseyourlife.org. Pause Your Life. Well, you can go there and read about Pause Your Life. It's a great organization. We might touch on it later because uh, we're actually going to have a vision board creation seminar on December 28th. I'll talk about that later. But um, but our website for this show is themysticshow.net. And guess what you can find there? A phone number. You can call me live. If you're listening live right now, you can call. You can also Skype with me. I have Skype open. Let me put up the fader so we can hear you. And uh, yeah, and also you can see all our past shows. All the episodes we've done. We do a show every day. We do a one-hour show every single day. And you can on the website you can hear all of them. All right, so let's get into this. This uh the next passage in our in the book that we're reading from. This is I mean, wow. The book is called Above Life's Turmoil. It's written by James Allen, the English mystic. And today's passage is on resolution. Resolution. Yes. Being resolved. Resolve, right? Resolution. All right, so I think we should get right into it. Um, Again, from the book Above Life's Turmoil by James Allen, this section is called Resolution. Resolution is the directing and impelling force in individual progress. Without it, no substantial work can be accomplished. Not until a man brings resolution to bear upon his life does he consciously and rapidly develop. For a life without resolution is a life without aims. And a life without aims is a drifting and unstable thing. Resolution may, of course, be linked to downward tendencies, but is more usually the companion of noble aims and lofty ideals. 
and I am dealing with it in this, its highest use and application. When a man makes a resolution, it means that he is dissatisfied with his condition and is commencing to take himself in hand with a view to producing a better piece of workmanship out of the mental materials of which his character and life are composed. And insofar as he is true to his resolution, he will succeed in accomplishing his purpose. The vows of the saintly ones are holy resolutions directed toward some victory over self. And the beautiful achievements of holy men and the glorious conquests of the divine teachers were rendered possible and actual by the pursuit of unswerving resolution. To arrive at the fixed determination to walk a higher path than heretofore, although it reveals the great difficulties which have to be surmounted, it yet makes possible the treading of that path and illuminates its dark places with the golden halo of success. The true resolution is the crisis of long thought, protracted struggle, or fervent but unsatisfied aspiration. It is no light thing, no whimsical impulse or vague desire, but a solemn and irrevocable determination not to rest nor cease from effort until the high purpose which is held in view is fully accomplished. Half-hearted and premature resolution is no resolution at all and is shattered at the first difficulty. A man should be slow to form a resolution. He should searchingly examine his position and take into consideration every circumstance and difficulty connected with his decision and should be fully prepared to meet them. He should be sure that he completely understands the nature of his resolution that his mind is finally made up and that he is without fear and doubt in the matter. With the mind thus prepared, the resolution that is formed will not be departed from and by the aid of it, a man will, in due time, accomplish his strong purpose. Hasty resolutions are futile. The mind must be fortified 
to endure. Immediately, the resolution to walk a higher path is made. Temptation and trial begin. Men have found that no sooner have they decided to lead a truer and nobler life than they have been overwhelmed with such a torrent of new temptations and difficulties as make their position almost unendurable. And many men, because of this, relinquish their resolution. But these temptations and trials are a necessary part of the work of regeneration upon which the man has decided, and must be hailed as friends and met with courage if the resolution is to do its work. For what is the real nature of a resolution? Is it not the sudden checking of a particular stream of conduct and the endeavor to open up an entirely new channel? Think of an engineer who decides to turn the course of a powerful, powerfully running stream or river in another direction. He must first cut his new channel and must take every precaution to avoid failure in the carrying out of his undertaking. But when he comes to the all-important task of directing the stream into its new channel, then the flowing force, which for ages has steadily pursued its accustomed course, becomes refractory, and all the patience and care and skill of the engineer will be required for the successful completion of the work. It is even so with the man who determines to turn his course of conduct in another and higher direction. Having prepared his mind, which is the cutting of a new channel, he then proceeds to the work of redirecting his mental forces, which have hitherto flowed on uninterruptedly into the new course. Immediately this is attempted, the arrested energy begins to assert itself in the form of powerful temptations and trials hitherto unknown and unencountered. And this is exactly as it should be. It is the law. And the same law that is in the water is in the mind. No man can improve upon the established law of things. But he can learn to understand the law instead of complaining and wishing things were different. The man who understands all that is involved in the regeneration of his mind will glory 
in tribulations, knowing that only by passing through them can he gain strength, obtain purity of heart, and arrive at peace. And as the engineer at last, perhaps after many mistakes and failures, succeeds in getting the stream to flow on peacefully in the broader and better channel, and the turbulence of the water is spent, and all dams can be removed, so the man of resolution at last succeeds in directing his thoughts and acts into the better and nobler way to which he aspires. And temptations and trials give place to steadfast strength and settled peace. He whose life is not in harmony with his conscience and who is anxious to remedy his mind and conduct in a particular direction, let him first mature his purpose by earnest thought and self-examination, and having arrived at a final conclusion, let him frame his resolution, and having done so, let him not swerve from it. Let him remain true to his decision under all circumstances, and he cannot fail to achieve his good purpose. For the great law ever shields and protects him who, no matter how deep his sins or how great and many his failures and mistakes, has deep in his heart, resolved upon the finding of a better way. And every obstacle must at last give way before a matured and unshaken resolution. Okay, that's it for this passage. Let's take a quick break. Yes, thank you, Sinead O'Connor. 
right? Isn't that beautiful? That's a song called In This Heart. I think it's off of her Universal Mother album. It's a very nice song. So thank you to Sinead O'Connor. And if you're listening, Sinead, you can, you know, call the show. <laughs> as Oh, let me turn the ringer on the phone here. See? Yeah, I turn the ringer off when I read from the James Allen book because I don't want to be interrupted when I'm reading. But uh, But now that I'm done reading, feel free to call up. You're listening to The Mystic Show, and I'm Chris Curran, and we do the show every weekday morning at 7 a.m. Eastern Time, and we actually replay the show twice in the evening at 8 p.m. and 1 a.m., and that's on uh, the same station we broadcast on, The Fractal Stream. And on our website, all of our shows are archived, themysticshow.net. TheMysticShow.net And you can also uh, get our phone number there And our Skype handle You can call us on Skype You can call us on the phone Yes, I have Skype up and running Alright, so Well, how did you like that passage on resolution? Right? Wasn't that nice? And and I wasn't uh, I mean, I read it earlier To prepare for the show And Just as I was reading it on the show right now, I realized resolution, like someone could think of that in terms of New Year's resolutions, right? Because that's the same type of resolution. But I didn't think of it that way until almost the end. Um, I was just thinking in terms of a, you know, a, a general resolution, like someone who wants to actually change their life. Um, which is good because the whole New Year's resolution thing is mostly uh, mostly just for gossip's sake, I think. People want to talk about something or, you know, we all know it's it, 90% of New Year's resolution. No, not at 90. 99% of New Year's resolutions don't last. So it's kind of a joke, pretty much. Uh, but we're not talking about that. We're talking about a real-life resolution, right? When you really want to make a change or you really want to become something more. you Maybe you feel in your heart that you really can become something better. And I love the way James Allen says this. Um, listen to this. I love, I love the way he describes a person's life. When a man makes a resolution, it means that he is dissatisfied with his condition and is commencing to take himself in hand with a view to producing a better piece of workmanship out of the mental materials of which his character and life are composed. (laughs) Right? Produce a better piece of workmanship. Right? So, right? Anyone ever tell you that you're a piece of work? (laughs) Well, you really are, right? That's what we're doing with our, like he says, the mental materials of which our character and life are composed. We are a piece of work. And there's workmanship involved. And most, almost no one even thinks about working upon themselves and their mind and their character. 
But the people who do, really, you can produce a better piece of workmanship out of your life. And he also says that half-hearted resolutions are no resolution at all. And he says we should take our time coming up with a resolution. Before you actually make the resolution or resolve to do something, take some time. Examine it. Think, think through it. You know, think about the future, what you're going to come up against. And make sure that when you, when you finally make that decision or resolution, that you're really going to stick to it. And then he gives the example of the, uh, the engineer who wants to change the flow of a river. How first you have to dig the new channel. And then when you go to divert the water, that's when all the problems come. Because the water carries a huge force with it, right? So it's easy to dig the new channel. And that's, well, not easy, but it's relatively easy to dig the new channel. And then, but as soon as you start to divert the water, man, you got to deal with all that force, which for years and years was just flowing peacefully like nothing. All of a sudden there's problems. And that's what he says. When we make a resolution, inevitably we come up against temptations and difficulties. And most people, guess what? They first sign of difficulty, they just give up. But here, he says we really have to, uh, I, I can't find where he says it, but we basically have to make friends with these difficulties. We have to accept these difficulties and these temptations and move through them. Because only by going through them are we going to get to that higher place. We can't go around them. (laughs) We have to go through them. I mean, there's no other way to divert the water of the river except to divert it and deal with all the force that's coming down river, right? How can you avoid that? If you do nothing, then you get nothing. So if you have to do something, you're going to come up against difficulties But by surmounting them, you achieve your goal. And he says, the great law shields and protects him who is resolved upon finding a better way. I believe that. I believe the universe or God or whatever is behind us. If we really want to live a better life and become something better, more divine, I think we have God and the angels and spirits, everything, every single thing in creation supports us because I think everything uh, on a subtler level understands what we want to become and wants to help us become that. That's one thing. Sometimes I think of that in my own spiritual journey, that if you think that God is there to help you or whatever, the universe, but that's fine, but think that all the liberated souls, all the departed souls, all all your family members who have passed on, all the saints and rishis who have or who have passed on. Imagine that there's like millions of those souls and they're all 
subtly encouraging you and helping you on the subtle level to improve. Imagine that they're all on your team. They're all behind you. They're all cheering for you, but not only cheering, they're, they're almost blessing you, sending you their, that subtle current of grace or divinity, whatever you want to call it. Imagine that all those millions of souls are sending you that beautiful grace. I mean, and, and, and helping you to achieve your goal, which is to become a divinized person. So it's not just you on the journey, right? It's, we have so much help. And I, I, I believe that. In fact, there's a, yeah, so resolution, okay, I was about to tell a story, but I'm, I'm not going to tell that story. <laughs> Some stories you can't tell on the air, they're just too personal, right? And it's not necessary. Everything I just said explains what the story says, so. So yeah, there you go, resolution. Um, are you good at making resolutions? Do you stick with your resolutions? Oh, here's an even better question for you. Have you actually made a resolution to be on the spiritual path and to achieve a spiritual goal? Are you on the spiritual path just just to be on the path? Or do you actually want to achieve a goal? Have you resolved to actually achieve your spiritual goal or to become a divinized human being? Have you resolved to do that in your heart? Now, most people, the answer is no. It's just a game. We're just playing around. We're just, you know, it's a replacement for religion. We think we got to just meditate or go somewhere and do something because, oh, that's what we should do. We should do something. (laughs) Because if we do nothing, that's not good. The gods will punish us. (laughs) Right? So that that's completely not resolution that we're talking about and that's actually not an effective way to be on the spiritual path. In fact, you're you're you may even be going backwards if you really think that way. Because you're just wasting time and you're 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 uh enforcing or strengthening bad habits. So yeah, resolution. All right. Well, if you have if you have any uh, thoughts on that you want to talk to me about, you can give a call. But right now, we're just going to take a quick break. Um, we'll be right back. That was a quick break. I got to keep you guys on your toes, you know? (laughs) Can't be too predictable here. So you're listening to The Mystic Show. Thanks to uh, Anya for that interlude. And uh, our website is themysticshow.net. 
and you can find all our past shows there. So I want to right now get into, um, there's a reading from this other book that we're reading from, uh, the book called 365 Dao Daily Meditations by Deng Ming Dao. And actually the, um, well, when I came into the studio this morning, it's, it was uh, snow showering outside. And yes, we're here in northern New Jersey, which is basically a suburb of New York City. And uh, yeah, winter's coming. And today was the first snowflakes that I've seen. And it's uh, November 12th, 2013. And I came to the studio and I opened this book and I found out that the, the passage for today... Because every passage, every day has a passage in this book. Yeah, the passage for today is called Rest. And I wanted to read this. It's called Rest. And it's interesting. It kind of, it, it, it's an interesting, uh, it, it's a little different message than we were just talking about resolution for about 30 minutes. And this is a little different. Um, but it's kind of the same too, so it's very interesting. All right, this is called Rest. The year's end is coming. I feel great contentment. Completion means rest. Rest means renewal. Renewal means new beginnings. Perseverance is a great virtue, but perseverance cannot be cultivated without endings. Perseverance does not mean an endless engagement in Sisyphean tasks. It means beginnings, middles, and ends, and then starting over again. We are nearing the end of our year. But we could not contemplate this ending without having gone through the completions of all the days and months that have come before. It's good to look toward the end of things. Not only does it provide perspective, but it also provides the stepping stone to our next endeavor. When things end, it should ideally mean the attainment of our goals. We should start everything with a definite goal in mind. Otherwise, our lives will lack purpose. Once we attain our goals, we should be glad and rest. We need the time for our psyches to absorb the significance of our acts. With rest comes renewal, and with renewal we can build the forces of our characters and thereby stand stronger for our futures. In the countryside, farmers frequently nap in their carts of hay as their mules automatically take them back home. They know how to make achievements and rest 
at the same time. So that's, that's it for that passage called rest. Right? It makes several good points. And it's funny, it ends with uh, the countryside farmers, they frequently nap in their carts of hay as their mules automatically take them back home. I guess the mules know their way home, and then uh, and the farmers can just take a nap. <laughs> so they're actually getting work done and napping at the same time. And it's interesting, too, uh, it mentions that perseverance is a great virtue, but you can't persevere forever. Like, there has to be a beginning, middle, and an end. <laughs> so the year is coming to an end. And, uh, you know, it's just sort of a natural time to maybe put an end to things and rest and then start up a new chapter in the, in the, in the new year, which, again, I didn't plan on talking about New Year's resolutions, but uh, because in the, in the standard sense, because they're pretty much... <laughs> Yeah, well, you know what I think about New Year's resolutions. But, hey, this process of beginning, middle, and end, very important to to have an ending, at least mentally, to say, okay, this year, this is what I've done, kind of reflect and contemplate on what you've done, and let it rest for at least a bit, or at least a short period, and then start anew in the new year, and in this regard, I want to mention that the uh, Pause Your Life meetup group is actually having a vision board creation workshop. Have you ever created a vision board? Um, well, the workshop, just so I don't forget to tell you, it's going to be on Saturday, December 28th. It's from 10 a.m. to 3 p.m. And we're going to facilitate a whole workshop where you're going to create your 2014 vision board. And what that means is you basically, you have this big poster board and we're going to have like a zillion magazines and scissors and tape and paste and markers and crayons. And you're going to create this piece of work on a poster that basically is going to be a visual representation of what you want to achieve in 2014. So first, there, there's some prep work that has to be done, and uh, our very own Mystic Maria is actually going to uh, facilitate this workshop for us. She's going to take us through a whole process of purpose and vision before we actually make the vision boards. Then we're going to actually make the vision boards, and you're going to leave with a vision board. And, and she's also going to talk about how to use it which is basically to display it somewhere where you're going to see it every day. So every day of the year, you're going to look at your vision board and it's going to reinforce the things that you want to achieve. It's, it's great. I've actually only done it once before. I've done a lot of goal setting and vision work, but making an actual vision board, I've done it only once. And it's, it's really helpful. So uh, that's on the meetup group for Pause Your Life. Um, you can find more information at pauseyourlife.org. That's the website. Um, yeah, so 
if you're in northern New Jersey, you want to join us, please do. That's going to be a really great day. So now I want to change the subject. And uh, by the way, if you have any, if you're listening live, uh, you can call or Skype with me. And I'm always afraid that someone's going to call on Skype and I'm going to not hear it because the fader is down. So anyway, I'm getting better at that. So you're listening to The Mystic Show. And you are a mystic in training. And real quick, by the way, tomorrow, um, well, I'll just, I'll just mention it. I don't know uh, how many how many of you are on listening live right now, but um, so for tomorrow, I'm actually I actually have to go to a live event, so I will not be doing a live show, but I'm gonna pick one of the shows, one of the previous shows, and I'll replay it. Uh, I'll pick one from like a couple months ago, so. I'm sure you've forgotten about it already or never heard it, but uh, I'll replay a good one for tomorrow. Um, yeah, but just so you know, I won't be in the studio. So if you do call, I won't be here. Um, not that a lot of you call yet. See that? Yet. <laughs> yes. Thank you. All right. Well, <clears throat> so I want to change the subject to uh, driving. I just want to talk about driving really quickly. Okay, it's uh, I it's been said my my spiritual guide has said that driving is all ego, right? That it's it's all ego driving a car. That's what I'm talking about. Driving a car in, well, certainly <laughs> here in the United States, driving a car. Um. Because once it's funny, once you drive a car, it I mean there's some ego that's that needs to be involved, right? Because it's you and your car and you have to drive it properly and there's other cars which are not you. <laughs> so, you know, the the ego is involved. It has to be. But of course here the whole thing about getting angry or road rage or uh criticizing other drivers, you know, if they don't drive well or if they do something wrong. And we've all seen spectacles on the road where people just lose their mind and go nutty, right? So that 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 gets crazy. So so I just had the thought, I just wanted to share a quick thought that um you know, I was driving the past weeks and I was sort of observing people and sort of observing my own ego involved with driving and looking at other drivers. And then I realized that when I was in India in August, um, I didn't drive at all, right? Because I was just staying in the ashram. I didn't drive a car at all for three weeks. And I was thinking, you know, just the act of driving almost like sucks your consciousness into driving. So, I don't know. It's kind of, it's a little tricky to be in a divine consciousness or what some call constant remembrance of the divine. It may be difficult to be in that when you're driving because you have to be, you know, driving and sort of engaging your ego just a little bit. So, I was just thinking if I never had to drive like, let's say I had a limousine driver or just a driver, 
where I just walk out of my house and get in the car and sit there and read or do something. But I don't have to drive. I don't have to watch other drivers and, you know, you know, yield and stop and go and merge <laughs> and uh, and everything. I was wondering if my if how what kind of effect that would have on my life. And anyway, that's an interesting question to ponder, but if you think about it in terms of um what we read just 20 minutes ago uh, from the James Allen book about resolution, that all these difficulties are given to us so we can transcend them. So, so in the end, I mean, I'm not going to sell my car and hire a limo driver. Um, I'm going to keep driving, but I'm going to have to be a little, you know, raise my awareness to the next level where I'm more detached, even though I'll be driving and I'll be careful and I'll drive properly. I just want to make sure that I don't uh, get sucked into the driving too much and get sucked into the emotions and and all that stuff and, and then get sucked into the routine of, you know, just criticizing every other driver on the road because no one knows how to drive. <laughs> These people in New Jersey, they don't know how to drive. Or these Connecticut people, they don't know how to drive. New York people, they don't know how to drive. I mean, right? It's a whole big mental game or charade. And uh, it can be a little weird. Again, you can get sucked into it. So anyhow, that's just a little about little note, little thought about driving and um I have a really cool other reading I want to read real quick and talk about, so we'll just we'll be right back. Ah, yes. Thanks to John Adams for this musical piece. It's called China Gates. It's, I just love it. It's a piano piece. I love it. I do. It's lets you kind of daydream. It, it's one of those artistic pieces of uh, work that are just well done and really just resonate with something much deeper. Very cool. So thank you. Uh, You're listening to The Mystic Show, and uh, our website is themysticshow.net. You can see all our past episodes there as well. All of them. There's a lot. There's a lot of different topics we have discussed. All right, so let's get into this this other reading. And and here's here's the... uh, Where is it? It's called... Oh, it's on 313. It's called Chameleon. Okay, but here's the reason I want to read this uh, passage. You know, this show is all about spirituality, 
mindfulness, right? Holiness. I mean, as best we can. <laughs> um, but there's a big emphasis on personal development and actually living this, right? We don't just want to talk about it. We want to live this. We want to become more divine, more loving, more compassionate, more forgiving, more patient, more tolerant, right? We want to become like the great saints of the past and more. And we want to become even more divinized than they were, right? Why should we only become what they were? Why should we only go up to there? Let's go beyond that, right? So that's what, that's what we're endeavoring to do. And inevitably, we have to live our everyday lives. We have to have jobs. We have to earn money. We have to eat food. We have to go to the bathroom. We have to drive cars. We have to do a lot of stuff. And, and we're always coming up against these difficulties, uh, which, again, we talked about earlier from the passage uh, on resolution but a lot of times it's not easy and we're confused. We don't know what to do. We don't know what the right decision is. And all this confusion is just part of growth. It's just growing pains, you know, as Mystic Maria has told us. So this little passage here on chameleon um, kind of addresses that. How do we deal with things? How do we exist in the in the quote-unquote real world or the physical material world and also be divinized and live, live as a spiritual person. So I thought this passage had some really good, uh, really good concepts here. And this was from, I think, three days ago. Yeah, so, yeah, just so you know. Okay, so let's read it. It's called Chameleon. If I don't want to be known, I cannot be known. The best actor can divide role from self. The best liar can divide truth from falsity. People think that they know you. Soon you begin to play the role that they place on you. Why should you act a certain way to please others? You should do things from your inner awareness and from your own feelings. If they do not accord with the herd, then so much the better. You should change when it pleases you. Your life is flexible. If you let other people shape you, then you will never know independence. The sages say that all life is illusory, and they usually lament this. The way of Tao is to use this fact and not let it oppress you. If you want to dodge others, then step behind one of the myriad illusions in the world. If you do not volunteer anything, 
and you neither confirm or deny, the opinions of others can never stick to you. Then you will be left in peace. True sages never go by appearances. When it comes to introspection, they are not deceived by the appearances their own minds spew out. They know that if they want to get at the truth, then they must pierce to the very core. So, if you would hide from others, avail yourself of the false appearances of life. If you would know yourself, distinguish between the false appearances of life. Above all, do not be put off by the illusory nature of life. Use it. Everything in this life can be an advantage to the wise. All right, that's the end of that passage called Chameleon. And it's very interesting, right? What do you think about that? Are you uh are you playing the role that others place on you? I think that's one of the best questions that this uh passage brings up. Because we do get stuck playing roles. You know, we get you know, it's it really it's the ego. This is who I am. Um I'm a good friend. I'm a good father. I'm a good mother. I'm you know anything. Whatever, it's the self-image, it's the ego. Whatever you think you are, usually it's playing up to the expectations of others. Like if society tells you you have to be a certain way, most people just do that. I mean, it's most obvious when it comes to, like, religion. And, oh, here here's one. I was... Uh, going on site with one of my clients um when was it it was last week i went on site and uh the one guy that i see there from time to time i asked him about his football team i know his his football team is the jets and they're doing pretty good i i mean i just saw on online real fast that they're doing okay they won a game or something and i said oh how are you your jets doing and he said, oh, they're doing good. Good. Did you see the game? And I said, no, I don't watch TV, actually. He said, what? I said, yeah, we don't even have, we don't even have TV. We don't have cable. <laughs> He's, he, he was so shocked that I didn't watch TV. I mean, he couldn't believe it. He, he literally couldn't believe it. And he says, man, that's like everybody watches TV. <clears throat> so... You can see how watching TV has just become such a standard in our lives, in, in American culture. TV is like God, right? Everybody, you have to watch TV. You have to watch the news. Uh, no, thanks. I really don't want to hear about the murders and the, and the bombings and the war and the corruption and everything. I don't need to hear that. Honestly, I don't. But 
how many people just watch the news because, well, it, it becomes a habit eventually, but how many people watch the news because, oh, you're supposed to be a good citizen. You have to know what's going on. I mean, that's a bunch of rubbish. That's what, that's what they're selling you, or selling us, I should say. <laughs> oh, you have, to, you have to be in the know. You have to know what's going on. Yeah, well, who's telling you that? The people in the news who want you to watch their TV show so they can get better ratings and make more money. Right? So, well, that's a whole nother show. We'll get involved in all the psychology, the social psychology on how we're being played by these big corporations and everything. But but anyhow, he talks about being a chameleon and hiding behind some of the illusions in this world. Kind of like to, you know, deflect attention from yourself or maybe not feel so obligated to do things. And I'm still figuring out how to do this, you know. Um, I know a lot of people... I don't know. There's ways of avoiding things, and I'm not good at that. <laughs> there's ways of, you know, talking in circles so you never actually give an answer, and I'm not good at that. But um, anyway, I visited India many times, and I must say, many Indians are better at, way better at that than I am. They just have some, you know, some people I've met there and here, some Indians, they just seem to have this way of talking in circles, like if they don't want to answer a question, they're not going to give you an answer, but they'll just talk and talk and talk. And it seems like they're giving you an answer, but they're not. I mean, and I know it's not just Indians. I Please, I know that. I'm just relating my experience. Anyhow, I'm not like that. I'm more honest and to the point and just simple, I think. And at times that gets that gets me into not trouble, but I have to confront a lot of things that I would rather avoid. And, uh, well, anyway, I guess that's part of my journey. So I hope you uh, found these topics interesting. I hope you can maybe ponder some of them today. Maybe talk to one of your friends about them. The concept of resolutions. The concept of rest. Right? Right? Maybe when you're driving today, you can see how much of your ego is in driving and how detached you can remain. And maybe be a little bit like a chameleon and avoid some of the nonsense. Because it's all illusion anyway, right? So thanks for listening. In. listening. Uh, maintain a good vibration today. Smile at some people, would you? Surprise them. Huh. And as always... Keep shining. <laughs>